I'm here at the um, Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Brian Selzer. I'm the co-founder and president of Augmento. Okay. And, and what's Augmento about? Augmento is a fairly new game uh, publisher and developer of uh, a unique type of mobile game right now. Uh, we're using geo-social, massive multiplayer, augmented reality, uh, all mixed together uh, to create uh, fairly robust, rich uh, mobile games. We just launched our uh, Paranormal Activity uh, game, which is based on the feature film Paranormal Activity, and it uh, just came out on iPhone. Um, that uses real world, uh, real world gameplay. Basically, you're using Google Maps, uh, and uh, the world is basically your your uh, terrain for a good versus evil type of battle. And we mix that in with um, microtransactions, multiplayer, uh, as well as an augmented reality experience where you can view the world around you and see paranormal activity, uh, capture paranormal activity as part of your investigations. Uh, and also trigger special type of spells and things like that using uh, the camera, uh, augmented reality, computer-based vision as well. And are you guys, so you guys are doing this in conjunction with, with the movie then? Or can you talk about how this is um, tied into other media? Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, it is, uh, we're officially working with Paramount Pictures, so it's the official par um, paranormal activity title. It's called Paranormal, paranormal Activity Sanctuary. Sure. Uh, and the idea behind it is that there is uh, uh, evil, you know, paranormal activity, demonic activity all over the world, and that shows up on maps as hell holes. These, and if you look on a map, you'll actually see like this red terrain uh, where that activity takes place. And you, as a demonologist, are creating sanctuaries or safe havens from that. Uh, by doing various uh, spell casting and collecting a bit various magic and items and things like that, um, so it is official um, tie-in with the movie. However, because the movie was, you don't really see a lot of ghosts. You know, it's very just sort of a moody type of thing. It gave us the freedom, really, to do a lot with whatever we really wanted with it, um, just basically keeping around the parameters of paranormal activity in the real world. Um, and it is, uh, I think it's probably the first time that a movie has done something this robust when it comes to real-world gaming using maps and geolocation and um, the augmented reality and uh, using the freemium model that we have, which is download for free. And then within that game, you have microtransactions uh, that give you extra abilities within the game. So it's a very big game for uh, for a feature film uh, that has um, the ability to sort of organically grow and change over time. And the more people that play it, the more dynamic it is, really, in the way the game board changes based on player activity. Uh, so today we could be looking at maps right now uh, in this area right now in San Francisco, and you could see activity of gamers right now as they're sort of battling between the hellholes and the sanctuaries uh, and, and creating safe havens. Um, you also have the ability, if you're in a hellhole, and the gameplay will change where you'll actually become possessed. So you can actually sort of lose your sanity. There's a sanity meter in the game. Um, and then flip to the dark side if you want to play as a possessed, demonic, uh, demonically possessed person, where you're then creating hell holes instead of sanctuaries. So then that battle play takes place as well. Um, you know, Hollywood isn't really known for, um, you know, producing good games. So how do you, how do you reconcile that with, um, you know, convincing these studios that you can make a compelling game? And how do you make a compelling game? Most people associate games with movies as, you know, they, they usually, you haven't really seen a breakout game right. come from a movie. So how do you guys address that? Sure. 
Uh, I mean, I, I think we, we approached this in that we knew what type of game we, as Augmento, the company, wanted to create. We wanted to create these real-world games um, as an augmented reality gaming company and believing that augmented reality is best experienced in the real world as you're out there with your video camera and you're looking at people, places, and things around you. And so that answered the question, well, let's create mobile games that are inherently mobile, that you're out in the real world experiencing these things. So looking at applications like you know, Foursquare and Gowalla, which are sort of known as the location-based apps, and they're somewhat games, but they're not really games. We came in from the other side, basically saying, let's create a real game that does use these geolocation, geosocial type hooks and uh, tie that in with the augmented reality. So we were very committed to creating that type of game. Um, it, it just so happened that the Paranormal Activity license was available, that it was something that, you know, we said that's a good, you know, it's sort of a natural fit to sort of view something that you can't see and I with a special lens, let's say as a demonologist, can be looking through the world and seeing this Paranormal Activity. So it was a really nice fit, and uh, it just made sense. And the fact that it was... Uh, um, you know, it's a it's a good license, a good horror license, but it's not it's not something that you know. Again, it gives us a lot of freedom to do stuff, so it was a good fit that way to say, oh, this this works. You know, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about augmented reality, and yet when the games come out, they haven't really been as successful as just literally taking traditional social games and putting them on the iPhone. What are you guys doing uh, in terms of design and execution to? figure out a way to make augmented reality bigger than, you know, some of these like city games or farm games that have just been ported from Facebook onto iPhone. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good question. So, um, I mean, augmented reality is very nascent and there's a lot of buzz about it, a lot of hype about it. There's a lot of big expectations about it. And the truth of the matter is the hype is well-deserved because the potential of this is enormous. Uh, true believer that, you know, having, that vision component to a game and understanding what you're looking at is very powerful, but the technology, like I said, is very nascent. So it was definitely determined very early on in the game design that we're creating a game that features augmented reality and does compelling things with augmented reality that fit well with the game, but uh, it, do it doesn't solely rely on the augmented re reality right now. So again, in, in parallel activity, your investigation mode and you can scan your area and you can see these ghost demon demonic type creatures floating in the world it fits really well with the theme uh, and we have a sketch technology that is uh, proprietary to augmento which allows you to draw something draw a shape and then look at it with your camera your camera phone and that shape will trigger an augmented reality experience right there, like a hyper-local experience. So unlike, you know, the ability, a lot of these uh, AR games, you know, you have to print out markers, uh, you know, print something out, carry it with you, that kind of thing. This is kind of nice because wherever you are, you can just take a pencil and just scribble something, and it becomes part of the game experience. And it plays a nice sort of drawing these symbolic things to, to manifest these spells. So we thought that that was a good way to in integrate augmented reality into the game, but it's not necessarily a pure augmented reality game. We weren't relying on that technology to create that rich, robust AR gaming experience because, frankly, you know, the technology uh, with tracking and the, um, the uh, you know, just the frame rate with the cameras and the 3D assets and stuff, it's, very, it's limited in what you can do right now. Um, and as the platforms enhance and as you know, processing speeds enhance, you know, we'll continually to gradually step up that augmented reality experience and it'll become more and more part of the game, more integral part of the game. Um, but until that happens, we're just sort of approaching it uh, with a lot of game around it. 
And, um, you know, in the user testing, what was the response? What have people said about the game? And, you know, what have been, what were some of the challenges or surprises that you had while you were developing this game where you had to actually change stuff to uh, make it work or make it a better experience? Sure. Well, I mean, we just launched the game a couple weeks ago. And uh, we're learning every day, you know, um, what the users like and don't like. Um, it's a new type of game. So I think even just for the typical gamer, and I don't know what the typical gamer is, but, you know, the, uh, the gamer that's used to just a casual gaming experience, it's a bit of a head-scratcher because it's, it's maps and it's terrain and it's battling and there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of RPG type elements in there, you know, for people who really want to get into the horror themes and the thematic role play of I'm a demonologist or I'm becoming possessed. So that's a certain type of a gamer right there. Um, and we have a very deep layer in the types of missions we can do. We can do real world missions. So right here in San Francisco, we've actually dropped in, in in honor of GDC. There's all sorts of missions you can do here with missions based on real horror or, you know, um, supposedly um, uh, horror-possessed locations around the world, so like Alcatraz or different hotels or things like that. And so that's kind of fun for somebody to see those and actually have to go to those places to unlock certain types of um, you know, spells and items and things like that. So that's a certain kind of gamer who is willing to actually travel almost in like a treasure hunt type of way to um, collect these things. And the way we designed the game was basically... You can play the game wherever you are, sitting right here. We could play this game, and there's certain missions that we could do right here, and there's a lot we can do. But I'm rewarded as a player for taking that extra step, and I can unlock special items and things like that if I actually do journey and take these missions. So there's an interesting game balance going on between the casual player, the hardcore RPG player, and uh, we're learning, you know, what they like and don't like about that game now because we basically just launched that a few weeks ago. So we're having fun experimenting, and that was one of the things that we really wanted to do with the platform was have it robust enough where we could do things like here we are at GDC for the next few days, and uh, we're basically dropping in all these special missions just for the occasion here. Um, and for your game, what's the, what's the demographics? Is it primarily guys playing this? Is it primarily uh, women playing this? Uh, is it a split? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think we're, uh, we first tapped into the movie demographic. So, I mean, Paranormal Activity from the feature films probably uh, attracts both male and female horror fans. Uh, and I think they were the first to uh, be marketed to the game and um, are checking out the game now. Now, we're here to, at GDC, two weeks later, I think is the first time we're really letting a lot of gamers know about it as well. So it'll be interesting as the RPG people start uh, discovering it. Uh, people that are just fans of you know paranormal themes and role playing, uh, that's really I believe what the demographic is. So you know primarily I would guess it would be uh, sort of male RPGers, but I'm not sure. I mean I think there's a lot of women that are into that theme as well. Um, you know one of the challenges though is that you're on iPhone only. So how do you get all the people who are going to go watch the movie or associate with that um, experience? You know from that there's a smaller demographic who's going to have an iPhone. Sure. How do you accommodate that? How do you get the network effect when you're tied to one specific platform? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, this, from a smartphone mobile standpoint, um, the iPhone was really the first handset that supported what we're doing when it comes to uh, augmented reality and opening up the camera for computer vision, that sort of thing. Android um, is a great platform as well, and we're getting a lot of requests right now for Android. Um, so that's something that we're going to look at as well. So really on the uh, smartphone um, platforms, we'll take a look at anything that really you know supports 
the camera and the sensors and all the things that you need to do for uh, augmented reality computer vision, um, as well as you know all the location-based stuff. And uh, what uh, was great about, of course, Apple is they have the ecosystem that's very friendly for transactions, microtransactions in place. Um, Android is quickly catching up on that front. Um, so those are two very viable platforms for us. And as it expands into other types of, um, you know, Android, of course, has other types of pads, you know, the tablets, um, really any of those types of devices that are mobile devices that have the cameras uh, will make for, a, you know, a compelling ex uh, platform for this type of experience. Yeah. Um, you know, on the iPhone, you know, like you said, um, is kind of the, the first in its category. When it first came out, people were like, oh, okay, augmented reality, that's going to be killer. And then it turns out that the highest revenue games are actually just, you know, a tap zoo or something else that's just those social games we discussed earlier. Um, do you feel that these augmented reality games literally are, if they're not meant to be entertainment-based. They're meant to be, you know, you look at Foursquare, you, you mentioned Gowalla, um, Scavenger, stuff like that. Right. You know, it's literally taking... Um, real-world activities that most people are doing and just, you know, applying game mechanics to that. Mm -hmm. Whereas you guys are approaching it from the point of actually um, providing an entertainment experience versus um, building it on top of people's normal day activities. Right. What do you feel is going to happen in the future? Do you feel it's just you're going to have to find out the, you know, the golden mechanics that actually make it so that augmented reality can be right. an entertainment experience? Or... Is it better to follow what's happening, which is you're seeing all these users who are doing their normal day activities and just overlaying games, lightweight game mechanics on top of it? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's again, that's something we ask ourselves all the time is what, what makes it better to have it in an augmented reality mixed experience than if it was just a standalone 2D experience on my screen? And... We're getting there over time, and again, you know, I, I do think that a lot of the augmented reality right now, and particularly in a lot of the games and the marketing initiatives, are that wow factor. I mean, it's really just to show, hey, look what we can do, and it is very cool the first time you see it. I mean, you see this, you know, CG thing mixed in with, you know, floating around your face or something, and it's very magical, and, you know, but... We're so uh, tech-savvy these days. We see that once or twice, and we're like, okay, that's cool. I get it. Now what? You know, and you want to really have a richer experience. And it's going to take a while. And, the, and, and what I mean by take a while is you have to think, you have to ask yourself, how does having it in a mixed reality experience enhance the game, play into the game themes? You know, and I think we touched upon those in paranormal activity in, in the ways I explained. You know, it makes sense to see invisible ghosts in the environment. It plays really well. Um, and our spell casting plays really well, too. And so as we look at the next games that we're doing, again, you don't want to just tack it on to say, hey, look, we did it. But you want to figure out ways that make it seem like it's part of the experience. So uh, I'll give you one example. We did uh, something, a marketing initiative, and it was, again, just a straight marketing play where you had uh, a bottle, a beverage bottle, and it was like, let's create an AR experience triggered off of this bottle. And we actually, we created a, like a ring toss game where you're actually looking at this bottle, and on your iPhone, you can flip hoops or rings around the neck of the physical bottle, virtual hoops around the physical bottle. And there's something really kind of cool about that because you're especially, you're hearing like the audio clink of the ring as it hits the neck of the bottle and you're thinking, wow, I'm playing this casual game. It's kind of fun and I'm engaged with this, you know, this bottle in front of me and it all kind of ties together and it seems pretty real, you know. And and that's pretty cool, you know. So if it was if it was just a, you know, a marker that 
triggered something and I was just kind of spinning it, it's, you know, it gets kind of novelty after a while. But I think challenging as, you know, game designers and just, um, just in marketing and everything to really challenge yourself and say, what's this mixed reality experience that plays into the physical object, you know, that actually makes sense and enhances what I'm looking at and brings sort of a richer context to what I'm looking at. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what we're always asking ourselves as we design these games. Uh, so you also said you guys are working on future games. Yeah. Um, what are you going to be doing differently that you can talk about now, yeah. um, you know, based on your learning experience? Right, um, sure. Yeah, I mean, we have some uh, pretty exciting announcements that are coming up, and I can't announce them yet. But we are, we've put so much into this platform, and I think the uh, parental activity really sh sort of reflects the type of games that we're committed to. Um, and it is real-world gaming, and it's using the world and the maps and stuff as real-world gaming. And then uh, you can just imagine scenarios as you're going around and then being asked to look at various people, places, and things and having those trigger deeper, richer gaming experiences. So whether it's looking at your face and something happens around your face or your shoulders, um, whether it's looking at particular objects or signs or you know different things around you, having those trigger the AR experiences, I think you're going to see as the AR evolves and matures that that becomes a very compelling game mechanic. So it drives you uh, sometimes in sort of a treasure hunt mechanic to go to a location, to unlock something, to experience something, to interact with something, uh, and to perhaps claim that sort of territory or that area as yours because you've unlocked or you know done that interactive activity. Um, and I think and that's really sort of the, the model that we're looking at and applying that uh, in various ways. I mean, there's obviously each brand has its own needs, um, but I think there's some core platform design that uh, we're looking to you know continue that way um, you know are you guys you, you guys mentioned the platform is this something that other developers can use to develop games on top of your platform or is this pr primarily something in-house for you guys to just use as you help other brands uh, with these experiences sure. yeah I mean right now it's primarily in-house and so we just launched our first game <clears throat> and uh, we have a couple more in the works and uh, I can certainly foresee a future you know as this type of platform as we hope takes hold and other brands and licenses and developers say I could see doing something with that uh, mechanic um, taking a look at something like that but that's not necessarily the business for it today and uh, moving forward, where do you see this augmented reality, this platform that you're talking about, sure. that game design space, where do you see it going in the next 12 to 24 months? Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, at the rate thing, things, things are going now, I would just hope that, um, again, processing speeds and graphic uh, richness um, um, enhance so that you can do more compelling things. You know, just little simple things like, you know, tracking. Um, getting something to register, um, different lighting conditions, shadows. There's all sorts of things that affect and you know hinder the experience. So improving that so that it becomes much more seamless and user friendly for somebody to just very simply point their phone at something and it just works. You know, and I think that's what we're really hoping for over the next year, two years. Um, as you start talking, you know, five, ten years in the future, it gets really exciting, and that's where you know I think. It's like I you know, started this off saying it's so nascent right now, and you can see the potential, and we'll just have to take those baby steps and see you know, where we are you know, a few years from now. Um, but really just having, the, uh, having it work as well as any other game experience where you're not subject to all the different lighting conditions and things like that, I think is going to be a big challenge over the next couple of years. Yeah. Are you guys using a lot of computer vision then as you're um, designing these games? And if so... Um, is the best strategy, I mean, you look at some of these uh, very successful iPhone apps, is the best strategy to just figure out some kind of very simple mechanic and get that to work 
and then kind of build a game on top of that. So, for example, you've seen those kind of talking Santa or talking Tom or some kind of cat game. Right. Um, you know, very simple, yeah. and it does really well. So, And then you saw the Word Lens. I think there's like a Word Lens app. Yeah. Uh, you know, an awesome use of, I think, computer vision. Absolutely. So are you guys looking into using computer vision yeah. or um, maybe even approaching your iPhone development to showcase your platform in turn with like very simple apps as compared to this um massive mmo yeah uh, that's exactly it and i think and uh, we do use computer vision um there's you know there's various types of augmented reality a lot of people are familiar with the browser-based ar that uses gps coordinates and you're seeing sort of the floated floating post-its out there <clears throat> and we use you know the sketch technology within parallel activity is a true computer vision based augmented reality experience uh, something that you can experience right in front of you. Uh, you know, I refer to it as like a hyper-local experience because it's right there in front of you. Um, and other types of true computer vision. I mean, we have great computer vision PhDs at, as part of Augmenta. So we're sort of a unique combination of traditional game development coming from console and mobile, but then bringing in hardcore computer vision guys to you know really figure out these tough problems about understanding what you're looking at. And that's you know where we differentiate ourselves is we have that technology. Um, and to your other point about keeping it simple, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think you have to, again, if you look at paranormal activity, it's really simple what we're doing in there, um, be, but it's compelling, right? It's compelling, the experience. And to try to do more and more and break it would not be worth it. So uh, we're going to keep it simple and then evolve it over time as the technology allows. But to um, have very simple interactive experiences in the AR environment can be compelling if done right. And then we've wrapped it in a very robust game, like I was saying. So we are doing pretty expansive you know, MMO-type gaming, um, and the AR isn't necessarily the entire, you know, entire piece of that game. Uh, great. So where can listeners find out more information about the game and potentially download the app and play it? Sure. So, um, again, the company is Augmento, augmento.com. Can you spell that? Uh, it's, it's with an O, actually. So it's O-G-M-E-N-T-O.com. Uh, for Paranormal Activity, I believe our URL is paranormalactivitythegame.com. Uh, we also have a fan uh, Facebook fan page for Paranormal Activity. I think it's Facebook slash Paranormal... The game. Uh, if you search Paranormal Activity sure. Sanctuary, basically, uh, you'll find us, Paranormal Activity Sanctuary. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Augmento. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you very much.